Haley. You may remember her as the eldest member of the YouTube sensation Gardener Sisters. Haley loves writing, playing guitar, reading, enjoying chocolate, singing, and adventuring outdoors with her husband. Haley has a passion for inspiring others to live a wholehearted, creative, intentional life. You can connect with Haley and stream her new music at HaleyGardnerMusic.com. What's up friends, Libby Lynn here, and welcome back to another episode of Dream to Destiny. I am so excited about today's guest. You're going to have a lovely time hearing from the amazing Haley Gardner. You may recognize her from the Gardner Sisters on YouTube, and I hope that if you are a fan of Gardner Sisters, or if you've never even heard of the Gardner Sisters before, either way, you will immensely enjoy this interview. So we are are on idea number two in the idea revolution and for those of you who are new who have never heard of the idea revolution that is what we are discovering and exploring all throughout season two of my podcast so if you're interested in learning more about the idea revolution 22 ways to change the world you can get your free e-copy of my book called The Idea Revolution. So you can go ahead and grab your free e-copy in the show notes or you can go to um, unlockingyourpurpose.com and check it out there. And so basically you will just find more in-depth discussion on all of these topics that we are exploring. So today our topic is music and I just know that this is going to be so encouraging for you. Also wanted to mention that this is kind of a part two to the episode that I did last week. So um, if you haven't listened to that yet, that kind of gives the intro to idea number two, the music revolution, what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Um, Some of the things such as the rise of YouTube and Spotify and how the industry has really changed over the years. So if that interests you, make sure you go back and listen to the previous episode. All right, enough of my yammering on and on. Let's go ahead and dive into today's interview. All right. Well, Haley, thank you so much for hopping on here today and taking the time to chat with us. So excited to dive in. There are so many great topics, things I'm excited to pick your brain about. But for those of you who don't maybe know you or your story, I'd love to kind of have you fill in a little bit about your backstory, how you girls got started on YouTube and all of that fun stuff. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I always love chatting with you. And (laughs) like I said, you ask such awesome questions. So this will be fun. Yeah, my name's Haley. I am the (laughs) oldest member of the Gardner Sisters. We grew up singing together from the time we were really, really young. My mom just kind of taught us how to harmonize and we would sing in church and she'd have us sing to the waiters at every restaurant (laughs) and the people in the grocery checkout line and (laughs) Carol every Christmas and sing happy birthday to everybody so we just (laughs) music was always such a huge part of our upbringing um and then once we got a little bit older we had a couple experiences recording in the studio and just fell in love with it and started trying to arrange our own songs and kind of um write our own music and um we actually tried to go go kind of the more traditional route and thought we wanted to get signed to a record mm-hmm. label 
And so our whole family moved out from North Carolina to California so we could kind of pursue that dream. And thankfully, it didn't end up working out. (laughs) We got a whole lot of no's from a whole lot of really awesome people. And um, the good thing that came out of all of those no's was starting our YouTube channel. And all the labels kind of wanted to see, they wanted us to have a place to showcase our music um so they could kind of see what we did before we would come mm-hmm. in and play for them and so we started posting youtube videos and the rest is history <laughs> yeah yeah well how old were you when you guys did your first video do you remember yeah it was it was 12 years ago now oh I wow think. okay so it was my senior year of high school wow. maybe my junior year okay um yeah but we'd been singing with each other from, mm-hmm. from you know the time we were four, five, six, seven years old. So yeah, but YouTube had just kind of, you know, emerged. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just kind of brand new. Girls were definitely on the front of that trend before it kind of started to blow up. So my next question was about the moment where you realized that you could potentially turn what you were doing into a career, but it sounds like maybe you were already thinking in that direction before you started on YouTube. Um, Yeah since you guys, you know, made that move out to California and we're pursuing things. And something that I love to discuss um, is just like the difference between the independent artist and the one who signed to the label, because I know that there are big differences between those um, different aspects of the music industry. So what was it about um, the process of pursuing that traditional aspect that you realized that just wasn't a good fit for your family? Yeah, I think part of it, a huge part of it was that all the label executives that we met with didn't know where to place us because Mm -hmm. we were too clean to be pop artists and we were too kind of pop to be country. (laughs) And so they're like, what are you? Like, are you you pop? Like, we were really young, like we were still teenagers. And Mm -hmm. at the time, you know, Miley Cyrus was huge on Disney Channel, Selena Gomez, and we were, we were peers, we were kind of their age, right. so we felt like Disney was like our shot, you know, mm. <laughs> and we, we did have opportunities to meet with people at Disney, but it was the same thing, they're like, we're just not really sure where to put you, right. so I don't know, I'm really, I'm thankful that that didn't work out, though, because right. if we hadn't started posting our own videos, arranging our own music, which at the time, also, that we were trying to get signed, we had a lot of other songwriters writing music for us and we worked mm-hmm. with um, different arrangers and people who were really awesome and kind of mentored us through that time. But some of the songs that they would give us, we were like, no way are we singing this. <laughs> we, we laugh now, but one of the songs that somebody wrote for us literally had the lyric in it, like, you got to dance like you got ants in your pants. And oh we like, we my goodness. <laughs> so that pushed us to start writing our own music. Yes. I'm not sure if we would have tried that if we had been signed and had people writing for us. So oh, for sure. It's interesting how things work out. I'm, yes. I'm grateful that it didn't, it didn't 
our dreams didn't happen the way that we thought they right. would. Right. Yeah. There was definitely a much better plan in store than, than that. And I think that can be really encouraging too, for people who perhaps were ha- are pursuing something like that. And they are getting lots of no's and lots of closed doors because there's something better in store. And so I think yeah. that's really awesome. And I love that you can see that, like you can look back on your story and be like, wow, thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's so wonderful. So, um, I think that there are just so many beautiful things about being an indie artist, such as like having your creative control, having control over your marketing. And these are all things that you were able to do with YouTube. And I think that sometimes there can be a stigma. I've talked about this before, even like with publishing um, traditionally versus self-publishing, there's kind of a stigma that it's like, if you do it yourself, if you're an indie artist, indie author, that it's not as professional or it's less than um, in some way. And so what I love about what you girls have done with Gardner Sisters is just your level of excellence and how everything you've done has been so professional and little did you know what it looks like behind the scenes (laughs) well your final product anyway (laughs) your final product is just beautiful (laughs) so I love that like you've you know you went on tour and you just kind of pushed the boundaries in my opinion anyway of showing people what that excellence can look like so what would you say on that topic as far as people who are thinking that maybe if they do decide to go the indie route, they're just settling or they're maybe not going to be as successful or popular or like approved by others. Right. That's a great question. And I think this is the perfect time in the world with the beauty of the internet for Mm -hmm. people to pursue an independent music career. My husband and I were just talking about this last night. We're like, what did people, what did independent artists do before Spotify? Like, did you sell physical CDs on your website? Like, we never really had to do that because Mm -hmm. we had YouTube and streaming platforms. But I don't know. I don't feel like there's so much of a stigma anymore. When I come across new artists on YouTube or Spotify, most of the time you can't even tell Mm -hmm. whether they're backed by a label or whether they're just doing it themselves. Because the, the level of accessibility that we have to quality videographers, um, more affordable recording equipment that you can use at home. It's you're pretty much set up for success yeah. <laughs> to do it on your own nowadays. I feel like because of the internet and the way you can use social media to market your music, why not? Why not do it yourselves? And mm-hmm. another thing that I've been thinking about is I don't think I know anyone who was locked into a recording contract at a label who had a really positive experience. Mm. Everybody that I know and that I've worked with over the years who has gone that route kind of regrets it or they get out of their contract like as soon as they can. That's not to say that for some people it's not the right path, but why not try it on your own? You know, I'm sure there's pros and cons to both. I've never experienced being signed to a label so I don't know maybe it works for some people but right. why not use yeah. use the power of social media and YouTube and and Spotify oh my gosh YouTube is kind of where we started but Spotify has been what has helped us have longevity mm-hmm. and we don't use our YouTube channel much anymore but we continue to have recurring revenue from streams on Spotify and that will yeah. last forever like right. it's really Absolutely. really amazing 
Wow, that's so cool. I love it. And so this is another reason why I'm so excited to have you on the podcast because of the way that you do encourage people to just kind of take the plunge. Because I know for me personally, you've been a huge encouragement of just like those exact words. Why not? Like, I remember talking to you about some of this and you're like, why not just go for it? And so I love that that's your attitude. And hopefully those listening can just embrace that and be like, yes, I can do this. It's totally possible. Um, So let's fast forward a few years. Um, We know Gardner Sisters is no longer active on YouTube, but like you said, you still have music on Spotify and everything. And I love how each of you have just forged such beautiful paths of creativity and expression. And I know that you are now happily married and have an adorable son, and yet you're still finding time to create and release indie music, which I just love. So what was that adjustment like going from working with your sisters to becoming a solo artist? Well, (laughs) um, I don't know. There's, there's a lot that kind of has happened over the past few years after my sister, Allie was the first one to get married and bless her heart. She had quite the adjustment (laughs) figuring out how to navigate within our sister and family relationships Mm -hmm. and trying to work together. We did it for a little bit after that, but I think I don't know after she got married and then I was married a year later and your priorities just kind of shift. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, we, we had other interests and things we wanted to pursue and I'm not going to like sugarcoat it and say that it was a really easy transition into figuring out what each of us wanted to do on our own. Cause it wasn't, it was really hard yeah. and tough on our family to try to, mm-hmm. you know, something that we'd built together over so many years. And then to get to a point where I was like, this isn't making us happy anymore. Mm -hmm. This isn't working. Like it's, it's not as fun as it used to be. So yeah, that, that's, that was hard for our family to try to figure that out. I feel like we're still kind of navigating that. Yeah. Um, as each of us, we don't live close to each other really anymore. Um, and we have our own families. Like now, like you said, I have a baby and that's like my full time job. (laughs) Full time. (laughs) Yeah. But it's awesome. But I also went through a period, which I've, I've talked to you about this over the past couple of years, where just really, really struggled with this like overwhelming anxiety that mm-hmm. I could not get over. And it caused me to lose my voice, my speaking voice and my singing voice. I, it was really, really rough time. Yeah. And it wasn't until this year after I had my baby and I would sing to him to put him to sleep I'm like gonna cry about it because he has helped me reconnect with that gift that I had as a kid and that joy that I had that came from singing that is such an interesting way how God works in our lives and how he compensates for you know it is a sacrifice becoming a mother and a lot of things change in your life but God has completely compensated by giving me so much more and one of those things is my voice back finding that happiness and singing again and I really attribute that to having my son and Mm. being able to sing to him and yeah so just recently like last fall I started writing songs again they just started flowing and it felt really easy and natural which it hadn't for many years I tried but it was hard and just felt stressful and Mm. Mm -hmm. but I'm this is the first time in probably like five or six years where I can sing and it feels more effortless and it feels 
joyful and isn't that interesting that like I don't know things can fall apart in a way that feels really devastating but Mm -hmm. God helps you put the pieces back together and can create you into something new and provide you with a new path that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have known to pursue you know I don't know absolutely no that is how I found my connection with music again yes yeah no that's that's amazing I love that it's such a picture of redemption and I think it's kind of like that first part of your story that we talked about where you thought one path was going to be the ideal and God had a different plan and then again same for you know this next chapter in life and I know that you know there's been a lot of struggles and things over, you know, in your marriage and just, you know, with the miscarriage and different things and to have the Lord restore that and, you know, just give you your joy back through all of that. And then how amazing to do it through music, like of all things to pick music. Like, I just think that's so cool. So yeah, something something else that I've thought about too, is that God speaks to us in such personal, intimate ways and it wasn't until recently that I realized like maybe he speaks to me through songs maybe that's him giving me songs to create and record bring joy to myself but also hopefully will bring joy to others so we know that everything good comes from God so why wouldn't that be a gift for him you know Uh and maybe that's that's one of the ways he speaks to me Mm -hmm. definitely wow so beautiful I love that (laughs) so good Well, something that I really admire and appreciate about your character is just the way that you so freely, selflessly pour into others. And I know I've already mentioned this, but when we first connected, I had so many questions for you about this indie music world. And I was just like, what do I do? Like, I don't have any, hardly any YouTube followers. Like, how how do I go about all of this? And you just really took the time to personally connect and answer those questions And I know that in the past you have offered musical mentoring sessions online. I'm not sure if you're still doing that with all the busy season of being a mom that you're in right now. Um, But I know that you just have a lot of wisdom to share about writing and recording and releasing music. So what would you say is your biggest piece of advice for someone who wants to just jump in and start exploring and really kind of like me, just didn't have a clue where to start? Yeah. Oh man, I, I would say just start, just start somewhere, start with something. I, I remember with you, we kind of mostly talked about um, like a strategy you could kind of use on your YouTube channel, but also I think if you have good quality content, that's where your focus should be, is creating songs that are genuine and authentic and true to you, whether that means you're writing your own music and telling your own stories or if you're covering other people's songs there's so many different paths that people yeah. can take we started out as cover artists and I think we're still kind of known for that mm-hmm. and I've been thinking a lot about trying to do that again myself because it's such a great path to take as an independent musician even though I think there is there's not so much a stigma about being an independent artist, but there might be a little bit of a stigma around being like a cover artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would suggest that, you know, because it can help hone your skills as not only a singer, if you're a singer, but as an arranger mm-hmm. in kind of making songs your own. And as you market other people's songs, it's a lot easier for other people to find you because they're already searching for someone else's right. song than for maybe an original song right off the bat. Some people hate doing covers. 
I still <laughs> kind of have a hard time with it sometimes. It has to be the right song. Right. Oh, for maybe sure. that's what I would suggest if just, yeah, I don't know, hone your, hone your craft, hone your skills and something that um, mentality that I've been trying to adopt recently is um, everything gets easier with practice. So I tell myself that every time I get frustrated when I have to change another poopy diaper or whatever, I'm like, you know what? This is going to get easier It'll, and give yourself grace when you're first starting out with anything. It'll get yeah. easier with practice and with time. Another piece of advice that I would say, which I'm giving to myself, is <laughs> to choose something and stick with it for at least a year. Mm. So if you're going to try to post covers on YouTube, commit to doing it at a regular interval for at least a year. Mm, I'm not as much of an expert on YouTube anymore because we don't post as much, but my sister Allie, after we, she got married, she started her own beauty channel Mm -hmm. and she committed to posting three times a week. That's intense, three times a week. (laughs) So she was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna, this is the the standard I'm gonna set for myself. And she has Mm -hmm. still committed to that. And she grew a channel from zero subscribers to like almost 800,000 subscribers now in just a couple years. Mm -hmm. And that consistency I think is key. So like for me, I'm a mom, don't have, you know, I don't think (laughs) I can commit to three videos a week, but what I have committed to is to release one song a month for Mm -hmm. a year. So yeah, try it for a year. Pick something, commit to it, and stick with it for a year. Because then you'll figure out if you really love it, or if it right. just is a pain, for you <laughs> and you don't want to do it, or if you're doing too little, you can add on a little more. Or if you mm-hmm. think that's too much, you can scale back. But that might be a, yeah. a good place to start. Yeah, that is great advice. That's so good, and I love <laughs> that commitment aspect because that can be a challenge, especially if you have a personality such as myself, where you are interested in a variety of things. You do have to make that commitment and like holding yourself accountable to that, like setting a goal and then doing it. I think that's so good. Um, yeah, easy, but good. yeah, for sure. <laughs> the challenge, but that's why it's called a challenge. So yeah. nothing worth having it comes easy. Like you have to yeah. apply yourself. So it's yeah, true. that's awesome. So another wonderful topic, there's so many things we could go into, but um, <laughs> I have a really weird personal fascination just with music and how we consume it and how it has evolved and changed over the years. Because I don't know, I have this whole thing. I'm like, someday I should just do like a podcast episode and just walk through like radio and like the invention of like YouTube mm-hmm. and just go through because it's that so evolution. interesting to me. Yeah. And so, you know, we have these new streaming platforms like Spotify and Pandora and it has totally changed the way that we think about music. And so I know that there are like a lot of pros and cons. On one hand, you're able to reach people all over the globe that you've never met. And on the other hand, music perhaps isn't as because it's so accessible and because oftentimes it's completely free, maybe like the value of music has gone down a little bit in people's minds. So I would love to hear your take on all of this. What do you think about like the evolution of how things have changed in um, pros and cons to streaming platforms, things that you love, things that concern you, just whatever you want to talk about? Yeah. Well, being, (laughs) being very biased because Spotify is what has given us so many opportunities and is what I'm focusing on right now as a solo artist. 
Spotify is a beautiful thing. (laughs) (laughs) So you are team Spotify. (laughs) I am all about it because it can give independent artists, it can give, you know, I'm a new mom. Um, I don't have another job outside of that. I used to teach um, guitar lessons uh, up until I had my baby, but that provide or Spotify provides a way for me to create and release music regularly and the potential for my songs to get playlist placement, which Mm. I think Spotify is like the new radio. Mm. I don't really listen to the radio. My husband's all about it. He always has the radio (laughs) on the car. But I think Spotify is kind of the new radio where we used to pursue um, plays on local radio stations as an artist. Now you can submit your songs to be considered by curators of playlists and get plays from people all over the world. Spotify provides um, a global audience for your music. It's the same with YouTube. Whereas I think radio would, it kind of used to limit your right. exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the downsides of streaming, like you kind of mentioned, I think, is that you have maybe 15 seconds to grab people mm. with your song because we have playlists and libraries full of hundreds and thousands of songs. We're very impatient. If we don't <laughs> like what we hear right off the bat, we'll just skip it. Right. And that can hurt your chances a little bit on Spotify mm. if people are continually skipping your song. Right. You know, it yeah it it's not as good it's not like the radio where like you can't skip a song on the radio but yeah so I think that's one of the only downsides so I've tried to really focus on making the first 15 or 30 seconds of my song really engaging mm-hmm. whether that means coming in with the vocals like right away or starting it out with a really pretty guitar riff that will keep people hooked and interested or putting harmonies in right at the beginning so people are like oh what is this and they'll turn it up instead of turning it off (laughs) yes oh man there are so many opportunities that we have as musicians and independent artists now that we did not have 10 years ago even like five years ago that's so true didn't even start selling our music or releasing it for to be streamed on like Spotify and other platforms around the world probably until like 2014 Okay. And we've been posting YouTube videos for five or six years at that point, but it wasn't right. even an option, you know, mm-hmm. and it's come mm-hmm. so far even since then with Spotify playlists. And that's a whole yeah. world that like I'm very interested in and I'm still learning a lot about. So uh-huh. if I figure it out, share all the secrets. Yes, I haven't done that yet. Our Gardner Sisters platform on Spotify grew so organically that I think I was really spoiled because Mm. we could put out a song and automatically get playlist placements and plays without doing any kind of strategy. Mm -hmm. But I've discovered that as I'm putting out my own music, I'm like, dang, (laughs) (laughs) I got to like do some groundwork here and build this foundation and learn Spotify now Mm because it's a lot different now, but it's awesome. That's so fun. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I have so much to learn. I know I've recently been starting to type in the famous YouTube questions a couple weeks ago yeah. I went in and was like how to promote your first single and started going through it was like you have to start somewhere yeah <laughs> so yeah there's so much so much to learn that's awesome 
Okay, so another topic that really fascinates me is how artists and musicians are discovered by listeners online, which is what we've already been talking about and just how these fan bases grow. I mean, back with YouTube, it was like Justin Bieber and Tori Kelly. These people started popping up and all the labels were like, oh, we should put our attention on YouTube. Um, and, you know, before that was very much Disney channels. Like if you wanted your music to be playing, you had to have you know, have it on Disney channel. And so now um, we have, like you said, we have Spotify and these different ways to connect. So um, do you feel like the playing field, so to speak, has been leveled out a little bit as far as finding and connecting? And then if so, like any tips on actually doing that? Like, I mean, you kind of already covered some of that. So the question might be a little redundant, but. (laughs) No, I think it's, it's totally doable. And yeah, with Spotify, with YouTube, with even like I've been trying kind of experimenting with Instagram, like reels. There's a music community kind of on Instagram. That's cool. But it's very hard to get people to go off of those social media platforms to go listen to your song. I feel like the translation is really difficult. But another new platform, which I feel very old, (laughs) even getting on this and like trying to figure it out is TikTok. Uh-huh. My young <laughs> sisters are all, they're all about it. They're so much more savvy than me with it, but <laughs> there is a whole community of new young musicians on TikTok that like, I'm just discovering that are, they're unbelievable. They're so good. <laughs> and yeah, there's some, there's something to it, you know, something mm-hmm. that us old people, we're going to have to try to figure out. I know, right? <laughs> so many opportunities. <laughs> Yes. And definitely sometimes I'm like, I just want to find a 10 year old and like pick their brain yes. and find out where they find their music, who they're, you know, maybe that's some good market research. So if anyone has any 10 year olds, you'd like to volunteer for this, please. <laughs> we would love to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself, but just that the fact that like, we have this world that has opened up to us. It's so incredibly exciting. And I found out a couple of days ago, Radio Disney is closing no. after all these years. And I was no. like, there goes my childhood. Yeah. And, you know, just, I was thinking about that and just like the future of, you know, an era has ended and there's going to be a new future of music as we're seeing right now, but there's going to be a new TikTok and a new this and a new that. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on the future of music and where you think it might be headed. Do you feel like Spotify is going to stick around for a while or do you think there's going to be another change coming soon? Oh man, the see, <laughs> questions like this make me feel old. I'm not even old, but <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like I can't keep up with all the new things I think the one constant that will always be there is there will always be people listening to music no matter what platform it's on I think I I I feel like for years we did like the acoustic cover thing in my mind that's kind of I thought it was like kind of outdated I was like we did Mm -hmm. that so long ago like that used that was the Justin Bieber you know Tori Kelly thing those covers but people are still doing it it's just in different ways shorter formats on TikTok or on Instagram or whatever and the quality of what you're able to produce now is so much better you can record videos on your phone you can record music on your phone like I watched a video about Billie Eilish who like she blows my mind but yeah how she would record samples and sounds like just on her iPhone and Crazy. that's what they use to produce the song. I don't know if I'm like veering off track here. With no, the you're button, good, you're good. But we have that technology and right. those opportunities in the palm of our hand. 
mm-hmm. that even with songwriting, like I use voice memos on my phone all the time. You can, you don't have to lose any ideas. You can jot down notes in your phone. You can record a voice memo if anything comes to you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think the way that we market the music might be a little bit different, especially like yeah. I'm getting a little bit older and my audience, our audience has kind of grown up with us. So they're older. Right. I don't feel like it's the 10 year olds who are mm-hmm. <laughs> listening to my music <laughs> anymore like they used to, but yeah, yeah they're going to produce great things and I'll listen to their music. So yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's so good. And I think just the reassurance of that, even if we can look back at these old trends and be like, oh, I missed that, or I didn't get on the front end of that or whatever. It's like, there's still opportunity no matter where, like, you know, there's still opportunity on Spotify. There's still opportunity Mm -hmm. on whatever comes next and YouTube. And, you know, even though they might not be, you know, the top trends at the moment necessarily, there's um, still ways that I think it goes back to what you said, just being consistent and just being diligent with what you're doing. I think it really doesn't matter, um, you know, what platform necessarily, like just being consistent and sharing your heart with people and being real, I think really just resonates. And especially, yeah. yeah, in the world that we live in right now, where we're not able to connect with people at live shows or Mm -hmm in face person what am I saying purse to purse our purses really miss each other <laughs> dude my mom brain yeah it's it's so the only way we have to connect with each other is through mm-hmm. these platforms and that's a beautiful wonderful thing the music can live on the music can continue on you can still release and produce albums independently without having to tour and mm-hmm. access people that way you know right really yeah cool so good and it's cheaper too if you're not yeah. <laughs> paying for a tour <laughs> yeah man oh man oh, that's my. a fun time yeah so good well that is I love it that was all so good I hope that you guys were encouraged and inspired and are just ready to go grab your guitars and just start writing and um, post your covers and get things out there and just get things rolling because I think that music is a beautiful way to connect with people and change the world and I hope that you just are getting a greater idea of how limitless everything can be. I'm so excited to announce that you can grab your free e-copy of The Idea Revolution by checking out the link in our show notes or by visiting unlockingyourpurpose.com. That's unlockingyourpurpose.com. By downloading my free ebook, you'll get an exciting sneak peek at all the amazingly fun topics to come on season two. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate this podcast, and share with friends or on social media. I truly appreciate all the love and enjoy hearing from you, so don't hesitate to reach out. I'm Libby Lynn, and until next time, keep dreaming.